You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we have a special guest on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast, actually uh, someone who helped us create this podcast from the very beginning. Uh, his name is Garrett Tishy, and he is from Huga, uh, or has created Huga, where uh, it's a it's an awesome space and it's a co working space where it really gives people the opportunity to kind of fulfill their dreams, whether it's starting up, whether it's getting creative, whether it's working with people that are like minded. Um, but the neat thing is, is he created a podcast studio, and we actually use that to record. I would say our first 75 episodes. So without that, we wouldn't be where we are today. We wouldn't have the following. So we, we have a lot of, uh, of thanks, but we really want to understand the story um, behind this. And it's been fantastic, especially in the Charlotte area. You know, entrepreneurship is, is the hardest game there is. Uh, to own a business, uh, you have to have some balls. You got to have um, some sweat, some tears. You got to really go through a lot. But ultimately, you have to be passionate enough uh, to be a winner. And I think that's exactly what Garrett is. You know, to have an idea, put it in place, start a company, sell it, but ultimately make money. That's what you got to do. Um, and how many successful corporations have we heard of that, you know, started in a garage or a basement? I think everybody can look at the the picture uh, of the Amazon sign that's gone viral a million times that's spray painted on a piece of poster board with one person. And now look where Amazon is. So it's pretty fascinating. But, you know, the other option, if you're not ready to invest in storefront, uh, is doing co-working or renting a bit of office space with some other folks who only need, you know, maybe a little bit of office space or, or, or something like that. Maybe they need something that's not in their basement. Maybe they need to get away from their home to really be creative. And that's an idea that has really caught on here in Charlotte. Uh, one of the most popular co-working groups, which is now opening its fifth fifth location, which is badass, um, is a, a curious name called Huga, which I you know mispronounced it multiple different times. It's spelled H-Y-G-G-E. Uh, but the neat thing is, is, is the man behind this idea, the man behind this easy workspace is joining us today to tell us why he started it, how he started it, how successful it is. And we're honored to have you on the Brand Builders podcast in our new Brand Builders studio, which I feel kind of odd because it's like we're cheating on you. And now we're bringing you on. But thank you so much for joining us, Garrett. Yeah, thanks for having me. Garrett, thank you, man. I really appreciate you investing a few minutes with us today. And so Huga is pretty fairly new concept, right? If I'm not mistaken, you started in 2015. And I'm just curious what made you start and you know, yeah, sure. What, what, where yeah, did this concept come from, man? <laughs> yeah, let's dive in. I um, got back back before before Huga, I owned a, a marketing agency. Uh, so my uh, when I quit my corporate job and and my partner and I at the time uh, dove into the world of building a business. We we started out of my house and very quickly realized that was going to not work for us. Um, the idea of uh, Kayla at the time coming to my place. I'm waking up, I'm, I'm not motivated, I'm wearing my pajamas, she's like full ready for work. Like we realized very quickly we were going to destroy each other. Uh, so we ended up in a, a co-working space called At 809, which was one of the first, like there was basically industry and 809. This is before all the WeWorks and the industrial spaces. Um, and I was there for about a year, I took our first office. Um, personal and professional benefits were huge. Like when I say my entire, like I knew nobody in Charlotte until I entered this kind of world. Um, and at some point you start to, to look at it, uh, in a, in a weird way, the, the guys who owned 809, it was kind of a, an accessory use to them. They had a lot of space for their corporate team and they didn't need all this other stuff. So they just started co-working. Uh, but it wasn't really what they wanted to do it was, Hey, listen, if this makes some money, cool. If it doesn't, we don't really care. We're going to be here anyway. And, and I started looking and going like, man, why is there somebody just gave a damn? 
like really cared about building a community, supporting these people beyond just space. So we, a weird, rare, <laughs> odd opportunity opened literally next door, 3,000 square feet. Someone walked through the door and was like, is anybody looking for space? And I was like, I'll look at space. I walked in, uh, walked over there with her right away. I was like, holy crap, this thing's built out. Need some paint, need some furniture. How much? Oh, wow. We'll just throw, like, I'm willing to throw that money away, sign a year lease, take a chance. And, and we opened Huga literally next door. Uh, shares a wall, had its own entrance 10 feet to the right. Um, and, and we opened two months later. So that was August. Uh, we signed the lease. October 31st, we opened Huga, 3,000 square feet. We painted everything ourselves. We spent like $28,000 um, that we had stored up from the agency doing pretty good for the first year uh, and, and ran with it. It just, it was this like, we could do this better, right? Like, what if? Uh, and there was nobody in Charlotte kind of really caring about co-working as a, as a community builder. It was just purely space-driven at the time. Uh, so we, we did that. And about two months into that, um, we full. We were full. It's 3,000 square feet. We had six offices, some open workspace. Um, we filled it. And, and at that point, I'm going, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, how do we, <laughs> yeah. uh, we got like, to grow. Like, what do we do? And so we went back to 809. And, and I had a good relationship with Mark, who owned it, and was just like, you guys kind of don't look like you care to do this. How do we just buy you out of this? Like, give us the space. We'll cut down this wall. I'll buy every asset you have. And he came back three days later and was like, cool, here's what I'm thinking, bought basically uh, all his assets, spent like 35 grand just and took it over. And that was kind of this like, I look back at that and go, man, if he had said no, <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead in the water. We would have never, because um, we've always scaled in a way that like, cool, we scale through there. We, we grow that. We filled all 17 extra offices, grew our flex membership, and all of a sudden we got a bunch of cash. So we look at, okay, how do we scale again? Remount Road comes. That's the studio location. Build that one up, fill it, let it sustain a little bit, make cash, use that, grow the next one, grow the next one, grow the next one. I look back at that initial conversation, like sweating and thinking through like Mark uh, owned my future in the moment. Uh, but yeah, it, it worked out. Very cool. So so do you still run your marketing agency? No. Um, so about a year into running Huga, right before Remount, when I was kind of going like, man, I really, I need to scale and I need to get away from client work. Like client work... If you, if, if any, we're very ever done it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hate it. Um, I, I think it can pay really well and, and, and be uh, really fulfilling work. Um, but the vast majority of the clients I had at the time were, were more soul sucking than I cared to, to admit, um, then. And, uh, it was just not fulfilling. And then I'm, I'm over here, like these people are paying me to be in my space and they're loving on me and, and loving what we're doing and, and reciprocating in a way that I was like, man, I need more of this in my life. And at the time, Kayla, uh, my partner who helped me build all of Huga, her voice is like through everything we've done, um, was kind of an introvert. Um, she, Huga wasn't really her passion. Um, she loved marketing. So it just was a logical split for us to start to, to move in separate directions. Uh, so I went away from marketing. She stayed with marketing and, and I took over Huga full time. Um, and then Remount happened. And that was kind of like a huge explosion, like a second location right down the road in an area that people weren't sure about podcast studio, kind of all these new things. Um, yeah, exploded. And then the agency life. Goodbye, please. <laughs> Not for me. You, um, and it's been neat to be able to go over to that studio for literally a year and a half, uh, and walk in and see the growth just from 
month to month. Um, it's neat to see some of the companies that have been in there as startups and now have, have really kind of elevated into really having to go get their own space because they've outgrown it, yeah. um, which is really cool. But tell me about the beginning stages. You know, you said that it filled up really quickly. What were some of your first, you know, tenants that came in there? Are those still people that that still use that today? And are there any kind of OGs that you really want to credit it to and say, wow, like without them as well, I don't know if this really would have uh, would have kicked off. Yeah. So so we still our first ever member is still sitting in the space. I just had a conversation with her literally 20 minutes before driving over here. Uh, Meg Sight, she runs Tall Shop. Love Meg. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've had her on our podcast. Meg's fantastic. I know. She uh, bragged about being on here before me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. She's... Uh, she's, she's incredible. She's the OG. She, she, so that's awesome. she is number one. Awesome. And um, when I think about people that understand what we do, like she walked in when we were sitting at a card table in the back, like alone. And we were like, please be our friend. <laughs> and she's like, cool. Do you mind if I just work for a couple hours? And we're like, yeah, please, please stay. And she worked. And then like two hours later, she comes up. She's like, I've never done more work in my entire life. Like, this is wonderful. Sign me up. And she's been uh, and she's now going to scale into an office. So she went from flex to this like cool little corral that she has now she's growing her team she just hired crawford um they're going to take an office finally like right in the front of the space uh like it's it's neat to see that kind of evolution and that's just one of you know skipper which yeah. is they were also on our podcast yeah. <laughs> great story how the hell did i get last in yeah <laughs> we're wondering the same thing i know man um, there's, there's a couple of them <laughs> yeah but maggie maggie and seb started as yep. two flex members mm-hmm. and now they have Three massive offices, a team of, they're our biggest team right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's amazing to see. I'm, I'm honored and, and that a team that big continues to scale within our walls. Um, it's logical that they eventually grow out. And, and it's selfish of me to be like, man, I really hope they stay. Because they pay good money, but they bring amazing energy. to Like they are 18 people that show up every single day and, and bring life to what we do. Um, you know, Neograft was another one. Uh, Glenn and the crew, they started as Flex, took a bunch of offices. And at some point, he's like, hey, man, I need another two offices. And I, we had to kind of let him go because at some point, you're just, it's too risky for us. You're too big. And, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to him since he've, he's moved on. And it's neat to see him be like, man, it was so much nicer when you just handled all the coffee and you handled all the internet. <laughs> and his team loved what we did. They were like the happy hour crew. They wanted to sponsor happy hours and get everyone out and talking. Um, I love that stuff. And we were... God, with the with the new one and and everything, we're we're six hundred plus people in the ecosystem, and that's that's some power. Uh, the community is strong, and I'm I'm I struggle to to market community because I think community happens if like we actually have a conversation. Uh, but we are we are powerful as a as a space, and I could sit here and ramble off stories of people that have started with me, people that have left. Um, it's it's neat. What's next for you? You said there's a fifth location about that. So open? fifth just opened. So we just opened the twenty thousand square foot over on J Street. It has a not just coffee on the front, which is kind of the the unique thing. A big, uh, a big coffee shop that's centered around uh, working. Uh, so we've always been a, a locked doors environment. If you're not a member, you're not here for something happening there. You just don't get in. Mm-hmm. And having uh, and having not just coffee and and that public facing entity on the front is such a unique buffer for us to bring people in. Um, their motto is love people, not just coffee. We are so human centric, so people centric. Um, so it's, it was such a logical marriage when we sat down to go like, man, how do we build something cool together? Uh, and it's been wild to, it's like been dangerous for the wallet, but wild to like have people sitting in this 2,800 square foot coffee shop jamming all day. 
and they're not members, but they're engaging with our brand in some way. And it's, it's really cool. So you mentioned, uh, I, I think it's so unique in Charlotte. I've been here nine years, um, didn't grow up here, but this is home. Like this is where I've built my brand from personal and professional. I just love it. And I think a lot of people are starting to wherever, it doesn't matter where they move from. They're falling in love with Charlotte. Um, but one of the things that we talked with Tim Miner about from Charlotte is creative and creative morning Charlotte is, uh, is where are we on a creative scale uh, in the Charlotte area? And this was about a year ago, and I think he told us we're about a three out of ten. Sure. And he said, you know, the the ideas and and the people are here, but it's it's how can we show them the love? How can we create a platform that really gets their ideas out? And I think it's really unique that you've created something that now has five locations and six hundred uh, participants, really, if if that's the right word, that can do that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so I want to jump in, like when you first started this. Did you have any idea like, wow, we would have five locations? And then not only that, like how awesome is it to wake up and realize like some of the people that started their idea just from a light bulb stage and now it's like, boom, they're a full-fledged company or they've designed something awesome or they're you know, they're doing great things for the community. Like it, there's so many stories that have to be just amazing when you wake up and go, damn, like I created that just with an idea to open up a building. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, I did not think I would be doing this. Yeah. Uh, the decision to open the original Hugo was, was, I'm pretty sure I shrugged and said, sure, why not? Um, it, 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 it was throwaway. Uh, it was a, it was a, a side project. It was a hobby. It was, um, it, I had no plans to ever do this, um, as big as, as, as it is now. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm finally starting to get to the point where I do, I struggle to celebrate anything. You know, there's work to be done. And and that's always been, been I'm going through like life transitions right now that have put me in a place where I'm starting to f- reflect a little more. Um, and I think about, like yesterday, we just put up on on the J Street building. We we just put up uh, the signage, which is not, doesn't say not just coffee directly. It doesn't say who gets says love people, not just coffee. It's easy. And uh, it was the the first time, like I had a weird emotional reaction to to kind of, sitting back and looking at that and going like, all right, we've, we've done something cool. Um, we've done something great. And I, and I don't know, like I put our brand on a building, I've done those things. Like, I don't know why in that moment that it felt particularly emotional for me. And maybe, uh, you know, for context, I'm separating my wife and I just separated and, and that's tough. And there's like, I'm an emotional dude. Uh, and then this, like, I'm sitting there looking back at Hollis as she like brings down the lift and it's done. And I'm just like, shit and i was like be a little, little little worked up about it um it's crazy to see where we're at i don't uh take it for granted and and when you talk about like people um i've kind of always struggled to take credit for anybody doing anything um we're space it's not that interesting um it's it's actually quite possibly the most boring thing uh space it, it's not interesting till you guys come in and create something cool uh, and i think most of these people have the ability to do these things, you know, independent of space. So we've, people love to credit us with all these cool things. Like we, these people are motivated. They're doing stuff. Like I, I, Tim and I got, Tim's been a good friend for a long time. I think Charlotte is full of really amazing humans. I think we do a bad job of surfacing them. Uh, We have dedicated our entire mission to, like if you look at our marketing, we don't talk about space. It's humans. People, 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 people. Today it's Erica Ross, Penn Rossi or, um, and, and, and she's this amazing, uh, you know, she, she's this coffee enthusiast, but also doing digital storytelling. And she's a, a, a she's a, a, a cycle teacher and, um, 
yeah, I love these. Like these people are are amazing. They're here. They're here. Charlotte's full of them. Like we're we're gaining people at an alarming rate. Uh, my goal is to just surface them. They're creative. We're we're a creative fucking city. Like I don't yeah. I don't want to hear it anymore. Like Charlotte is creative. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think uh, I think we just um, you know for us I'm I'm excited. And kind of where I want to be known is 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 less about helping people go to the next level and and more about helping people feel more rooted. I think while we're talking about people moving here at an alarming rate, they're also leaving at an alarming rate. And I think it's, you know, it's it's not places coming and going. It's because nobody, people don't make a connection. We see it at Huga. Our, we can almost put all the names on the board and go, here's who's going to leave next. And it's going to be because we did a bad job of helping them meet Yash or Meg or Sheilina and Jessica don't make that connection. Like we, we didn't force them to sit at the table together in a weird sneaky way and they didn't talk. And because of that, like space, like they could work anywhere. These people could go to any coffee shop. They could stay at home. They have that luxury. They need to make a human connection. Um, that, that is like purely my goal with space right now. Um, I want to help people grow their business, but I think, um, helping people, I think the, again, as I'm going through things in my life, like the more that I, I build like deeper human connection, the better I feel about everything else in my world. Uh, and that's where I kind of see our place. The, the vast majority of people that walk through our door are starting to get honest with us about just being lonely. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's not like, and you know, this with a room in a t-. I'm just like, I kind of need a person. Like, give me a human. It's crazy. You know, that brings up a huge point. Me and my wife talk about this all the time. Um, with technology and social media, and it was created to be a, a platform to bring people together. But ultimately, it's been a platform that makes people feel more alone, makes people feel that they have to compare themselves on a platform that's yeah. ridiculous. It's not just, I want to keep up with the Joneses that yeah. live at this street. It's yeah. now, I want to keep up with every freaking celebrity and everybody throughout. So what you just brought up was really really important. And I think that's what people really need. They need a space to be able to go to have that conversation. So although you underplay that we're a space, it's boring, you created an environment and that's, that's the, that's the fucking key right there. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm like, we, we're good at space. Uh, if you can be that, uh, I'm like, I'm comfortable saying that, but I, I think we could do, um, I, I just look at it like, Places come and go, like people are, you know, like people are so upset about fat burrito going away. They had shitty burritos and bad chips. And now we got flower shop and people are excited. And maybe flower shop survives and goes, but like I just lost my friend Liz who moved to Austin and I will never, ever get Liz back. Like in a way that like she, like I'll still talk to her, I can see her, but not having her in the city is a loss to me. It's a loss to all her friends. It's a loss to the city. We'll have another burrito shop. It'll be fine. <laughs> I promise. And flower shop's probably going to be way better. So we're good. We won there. And we will never replace Liz. Um, so if that's kind of just where I'm in. And yeah, space. Uh, people come through there. I, I think they're not only like looking at space and, and, and I'm, I'm nerdy about space. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm there. But I think people are looking for people. Like we don't tour, do tours on Friday because it's empty. It's just a weird, like after one o'clock, there's not a soul in Huga. And we know if we walk somebody through there and they're, they're not looking at space, they're looking for someone that looks like them or someone they could possibly make a connection with. I'm telling you, almost universally. Do you think that disrupts workflow or do you think it makes, makes workflow even better because they have that interaction or that connectivity or they're building their network where they yeah. can offer their services you know, and that kind of thing? 
It's it's funny. People think co-working is social. It's like a millennial hangout. And the answer is like, no, we actually skew pretty like 30 plus easy. Um, probably 35 plus. Like Yash probably the youngest dude in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think like it's a surprisingly productive, like two people. They don't realize like you walk through and everyone's like, wow, it's really quiet in here. I'm like, people got, like the one thing that kind of unifies, unifies us is we all got a job to do. We got work to do. Like you'll see, you know, throughout the day that it kind of ebbs and flows. Like somebody will have a conversation and someone across the room's like, I'm going to participate in this. Uh, but it, but it's, it's not social. Like, like people think it's going to be, it's not a hangout. Like I got work to do and it's neat to see that. Like we've been through there to, record podcast and we've noticed there'll be like a speaking engagement event or something like that so like what other things are you doing to bring this community within your walls together yeah make sure they're connected so community again like the thinking about community and stuff like that um i'm something i've learned over time so in the early days we we went hard with like everyone like let's get together and and be friends and hang out and and what we realized it had an adverse effect because people have work to do so they, they start to feel like uh, FOMO, a little bit of, um, you, like they can't take advantage of an amenity that we are offering, which is community. It's why we don't sell community. We don't say we're offering community. Um, people would cancel. It was, it, it's kind of like when, when we say like coffee's an amenity and people are like, if I don't drink the coffee, do I get a discount? That's the same way they feel about community. So we actually started to lose people because they felt like they, they were not participating in the space. Um, so, so now when we, we bring people together, we're, we tend to, to rely less on our own programming and partner with things like social media, Charlotte, and, um, not just coffee and I are going to partner on all sorts of crazy events. Sweatnet does all our wellness stuff. We don't need to create, uh, we do one community event a month. It's called zero day. Um, it's a, we buy the whole space breakfast. We rotate locations. We give six members, um, 10 minutes to talk about anything they want, anything. Uh, it's wild. And uh, I continue to be surprised that people use this platform and we usually have anywhere from 25 to 60 people, uh, in the fam show up and uh, it's amazing. And that's like kind of our core thing that we ask people to participate in because I kind of build for myself. I am, I am, I'm not busy, but I, I, I do a lot of things and I don't like, I don't want a million things on my calendar and, uh, I just, I've always at least built Hugo around my, like, it's for me. If nobody shows up, I got to still hang out at this place. Um, so, and it turns out people appreciate how I think about it. So it's worked. Well, I love it. Um, I love the space. I, I, I want to dive into your, your personal brand since you, you kind of came from marketing, you've jumped into this, um, you have five locations. I can only imagine that, you know, more in the, in the works, but from you personally, You've gone through some 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 personal changes that you mentioned a little bit ago, but what's next for you? I mean, what is what is is going to fulfill you as a person, and yeah. what's going to make you, you know, be be happy and be excited? And and I'm just I'm just curious to pick because it's fascinating what you've already created, but I'll, I can tell that there's so much more in your in your soul and in your body that you want to be able to yeah. do. And and I'd love yeah. to, to to know if you even know that answer. Um. Yeah. Sure. So so before before Huga. I did, I, I had, before Huga, Ready at 7, which was the marketing agency during, so before Huga, I had We Love CLT, which was this community effort that basically probably is the reason I'm respected in Charlotte. And originally, it gave me a platform people appreciated. It was a, a human-centric, do this thing. We Love CLT, it blew up. Charlotte Observer made me top seven people to watch. 
articles, articles. It was pre-creative mornings, pre the pre everything. Um, it was, I don't want to say the first, but one of the first things that that was about building a bigger, wider community in Charlotte. Um, it, uh, uh, I'd be it. It gave me an ego. It 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 blew up. Like I was not ready to be exposed to. Um, to all of it. Like I was a dick. Um, and, and in, in not directly, like when I look back at who I was then it, I see it now because I'm, I'm, you know, I hate to say self-awareness, but like, um, I'm more aware of, of the things I put into the world. And I look at who I was then and I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of, kind of had a big, big old chip on the shoulder. I just had an ego. I wasn't ready. Um, you know, I, I, and I've, for people that have known me a long time, I, they tend to like to tell me that I've transformed in, in, sorts of ways I, I don't feel unrecognizable because the the passion for people and and what that was was the whole you know emphasis of what we love charlotte was um but now kind of going through all this and finally taking a moment like i've been running a million miles an hour for six years for six years i have not taken a moment to go oh, okay um i'm doing that now for the last couple of weeks for the last month and i i want um uh, I don't know what the future holds for me, but I want to be uh, both professionally and personally exactly the same person. Like I have built a place where I can show up in a t-shirt and my joggers and my hat and I never, uh, nobody question. like it's just who I am. So from a, from a physical standpoint, like I'm just comfortable in my own skin. Uh, from a, from a, from a mental standpoint, I like I want to be kinder. I want to be more thoughtful about, um, especially as I'm going through something like these, these people that I'm surrounded by have in the last two and a half weeks since all this kind of went down has, have loved on me in ways that I like feel like I don't deserve. These people pay me <laughs> like they pay me and they have shown up for me in ways that I, I don't feel like I deserve at times. Um, so, I, and I think that's eye opening to say like, like, we should uh, figure out how to be kinder. You know, I have a four and a half year old. I want to be an amazing dad. Uh, I want to be happy. And I, I find myself in the last month, like while I'm going through this, feeling a relief and, and a sense of, I hate to say joy, um, but knowing like, shit, I can be happier than this. And I should not be okay with the new norm that I thought I created for myself. And um, if I'm happy and, you know, the moment someone, like I'm known for not smiling. Like if you catch a picture of me with my teeth smiling, uh, it's a rare thing. Fuck. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> we found it. <laughs> um, With the easy mug, which I don't want to ask about. I hate to break your train. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but well, uh, yeah. So for me, I'm, I want to better take care of everyone around me. And I, I know very much so that I need to take care of myself. I've been trying to listen to more music. I've been running more. Um, I've been slowing down. I've been reading, which like Alyssa, who's on my team, like, she, she runs a reading Instagram, which is the nerdiest thing ever. Alyssa, nerdy as hell. Um, <laughs> but like she, like I started reading and she's like, like that relationship has grown even just slightly because we have a mutual respect for one single thing. And I, I think there's room to do a lot more of that. Uh, I want, you know, I have a lot of love to give. Uh, I don't know. Like, God, it's been it's so new. Uh, but I feel, I feel amazing as amazing as I can and knowing that there's still so much room to grow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, Blair Primus was the first We Love Charlotte talk and I'll say this. He said to me, 
I'm sure has he been on the podcast too? He's he's scheduled. <laughs> you, beat, you beat him to that. <laughs> yeah, you beat him to that. Take that. Um, <laughs> we uh, and he was the first We Love Charles speaker, and he said to me, his talk was all about um, your personal and professional brand should be the same. Like, why do we put on? You know, a, a, a literal and metaphorical suit to walk into our jobs. And and that actually I wasn't there it was the night my daughter was born. I missed the first We Love Charlotte event. But I remember listening to it back, the audio that that Andy had recorded and being like, yeah, like, what are we doing? And it changed the whole way I ran my my agency, the type of clients. Like if I sit in that meeting and you don't like the way I look out, why? Why would I work with you? Um, and it's the same way. There are times when people, I tour people around Huga. Someone thought I was the janitor recently. And it's like, well, <laughs> That's to, cool, though. Well, today, today I am. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow I'm the CEO, uh, the network guy and the plumber. And uh, and I, I love that it catches people off guard. I want to be uh, exactly who I am. And I want, I think that comes off as uh, human and, and relatable. So I love it. So um, we actually, I, I, I got to meet, uh, Blair and we had a conversation and we actually had social media Charlotte in here uh, a couple of weeks ago where we did a speaking engagement talking about promoting your brand through podcasting and and I quoted Blair on that and and it's unique that Ortho Carolina how he creates his marketing campaign that if we do good for Charlotte and we promote Charlotte and we promote and we sponsor events that are good for our community not only will that bring more people into Charlotte but then more people in Charlotte equals more people getting hurt right so like yeah. you said that Blair but the reality is that's good for Ortho Carolina yeah. so like their entire marketing campaign is not about how can we blast our logo everywhere it's how can we get involved in a 5k how can we get involved in this community event how can we get involved over here because ultimately that makes our city better and that makes our city more appealing it's and it's it's so simple but yet it's so refreshing to see someone that is, um, you know, in charge of that type of a marketing for such a big company mm -hmm. to, to have that interaction. And we've, so you said it right on. Yeah. Man. And we've worked with uh, it's where I'm honored that, that we work with him uh, and the whole team on the who we call Huga Cares, which is kind of a wellness initiative to to like I went on and like I was, I was last March. I, I stopped drinking. I started taking care of myself, um, both in all the ways, physically, mentally. And I went through this like, oh, man, like, and I felt good and across the board. And, it's like, and I started looking around uh, everyone at Huga. I'm like, man, how do I help people get to this? And I know like stopping drinking is not that easy. Um, all these different things. Fitness is hard. Education is hard. We're all busy. Um, so we, we went to Blair and we, we pitched the whole team on kind of this, this, this three-pronged uh, move, education, wellness, like thing where we provide a lot to Huga members. Ortho uh, covers a, a large portion of how we, we do that. And it, it's been amazing to, to kind of create uh, like a true partnership with, with Ortho and, and work alongside them. And that's kind of the difference that I think, and I, I, I'm sure you guys will dig into with him, is we, we don't, they're not sponsors. They don't sponsor anything for us. They are a partner. Uh, we work together to uh, make Huga and, and hopefully, and you know, again, when I think about helping people feel more rooted, like we're playing a role in helping people see Charlotte more as a home. Uh, again, more people here equals more people tripping and falling. Good for Ortho. <laughs> right. Um, he said wonderful. that, not us. You know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah. his quote. Like, oh, look, a crack on the ground. Don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. What yeah. does Huga mean? So it's a Danish word. It uh, doesn't translate directly to English, but uh, the Danish, uh, it's a Danish way of life. Um, the Danes are, are constantly seeking Huga, which... Uh, you know, Americanized, like it's about feeling comfortable and cozy. Uh, uh, that kind of 
kind of great feeling you get when you're around the table with your best friends uh, or your family. Uh, you know, candles and blankets and all that. We have embraced some of the blankets and candle stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, this just mental state of well-being is, is so... Like it's everything. It's and and now more than ever because because this was a Google search for like words that don't translate to English and and yeah we love that meaning uh, and now where we're at now and we're about to go through not a rebrand but a re messaging um, because we finally understand that the impact that we can have um, I think we've like truly nailed like like nobody could have guessed that like three thousand square foot eh, co working to like where we are now that we would have embodied it nearly as well as I, uh, as we do. Um, it's cool. Yeah. Very cool. C could you elaborate on the easy mug? Uh, the yellow um, mug with the black easy period yeah, so, so everywhere. We, we yeah. so Kale and I ready at seven, the marketing agency was, uh, we quit our, our corporate marketing agency job and said like, you know, F the man, we're going to build our, our, our own thing. That's our own voice and all these things. And then we built the exact same thing. <laughs> you know, we were scared. We got nervous. We, we got cold feet and we said like, cool, just write, write that we're professional and we do these things. And, and, and we built a marketing agency that made great money. That was ex everything we hated. We, we hated it. And it like, I, I'll never forget like kind of eating, eating my words going like, man, the, the only, I don't want to say the only way, but maybe they were right. So we're over here like like we quit this thing because of all these we we nearly mirrored everything they did. And we made money. And maybe that's maybe that's just the way it's got to be. So when we we started uh building out the brand for and and really thinking through like what is Huga and what is the the what are we going to do? We 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 unapologetically like put our ourselves into it. So like, you know, you start brainstorming. What are the words? What are, what do we want to create in this feeling? And, and, um, easy was, was everything. And it's, it's not always easy. If, if nothing else, the, the joke lately has been like, fuck, everything is hard. Um, <laughs> like we need a shirt that you like flip inside out and it's just as hard on the inside. Um, we can do that. <laughs> oh, by the way. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, and if you look through the website, there's a lot of like weird, like maybe subtle, uh, uh, like, and not so subtle, like hyper-sexualized kind of weirdness that, that like for me, I want people to read and go like, these guys are weird and I kind of love it. And if you look at that, like I want you to self-select out. You're not going to like me in person. If you hate what you see online from us, you're going to hate being with us. Like you're just going to not like it. Go to Serendipity Labs, go to WeWork, go to Industrious. They're going to walk around, they hand you a cucumber water. It's going to be, going to be wonderful. <laughs> um... <laughs> But for me, like I, I want this to, I want someone to look at this and go, oh man, I can come here and be myself. Like I'll never forget, uh, we had a member, Lauren, she, uh, she had a corporate job uptown that she comes in, uh, she comes in for a tour, she's wearing a suit and I'm just like, ah, oh, here we go. And she, she, we tore around, she goes, how do you feel about yoga pants? And I said, like on me? Uh, <laughs> and she's like, no, can I wear them? I'm like, you can wear whatever the hell you want here. And the next she's like, Cool. Sign me up. Signs up. Comes in the next day. Sits, you know, crisscross on a chair with a giant big gulp, like sweating all over, like just being herself. And I remember within that first month, her coming up to me and be like, I can't, like I, I go to my office, like I pay for this, like I'm allowed to work remote a couple days a week. And it's so refreshing to go to a place that I can just be whoever I want to be. And she comes in yoga pants and a t-shirt and sits in the same, and, and I'll tell you that anybody that sits on a couch 
is is a winner. Not a, I don't want to call them a lifer because people come and go, but they're in for a while. Like day one, if you sit on a couch, that's a weird comfort thing that people usually like. People usually go for traditional. They're going to find a high back chair and sit against a table. Um, and she was all in day one, just nice. no makeup, being herself, and 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 that's that's what we've done. Like we've been able to get to that point. I want people to be that all the time because I am. This is just who I am. I put on a button down yesterday, and if I could get like everyone's just like, where are you going? You know, like school photos, and I'm like. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> like that's just where I've gotten. Like, it's like this I is love just it. what you're seeing right here is just who I am. Um, could, yeah. Could, so, could you talk a little bit about the space? Like, what all is available to people from a you know not community but from an actual yeah. space standpoint? Sure. If, if they were to register with you. Um, yeah. So so we're we're when I when we talk about amenities, we try to keep it tight. Like, we offer a place to work, coffee, and Wi-Fi. Um, we don't have. Uh, much office availability. So with the 100 plus offices, J Street's full, um, Hill Street's full, Remount's full. Um, Camp North End has a few. Uh, I beat them too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Camp North End has a couple Girl offices. Girl just walked yeah. in. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a huge fanboy. They are going to rock your world. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm... Like, yeah, so we we have a couple random offices. We're always about flex for one twenty four a month. There's just access to every every space, work anywhere in any of the spaces. Uh, it's available meeting room hours. Um, we have a photo studio now in the new location. Uh, the podcast studio is obviously available. Um, you know, the community again, it's there for you to engage if you want to engage it. Um, you know, that's that's kind of up to you. The moment you come in, do you say hello to somebody? Um, yeah, and we're we're working on we're working on some uh, man. I, it's hard because I'm I'm not ready to talk about what's next, but what we're going to do next is going to blow people's minds. Like next level, like oh oh wow, okay, yeah, damn, I love it. Um, scary. It it actually terrifies me, and I don't really get scared by any of this stuff. I'm I'm terrified about the steps <laughs> we're going to take, uh, but it's going to blow people's minds. You have when to get outside of your comfort zone, bro. Yeah. Well, That's the name of the game. When can we expect this explosion? Um, we'll probably start talking about it in the next month, but awesome. we got we got some work to do before before then. I got to lock it in and and make sure the you know, it's uh, we're in like the line. Like you start looking at paperwork and signing things, and like it's kind of the boring stuff now. Like I've already I'm ideated. I'm there now. I need just the financials and all the the crazy stuff that I hate doing. Like I want to build space. All that hard stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're still just a small team, so it's uh. Adulting hard, bro. You're adulting hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Garrett, I, honestly, man, it's been a uh, it's been a pleasure to learn more about the space. Um, I love that we got to start our podcast there. I love that you have taken something that was really just an early idea and you've created uh, the space for people in Charlotte that want to be creative, that want to have a family, that want to challenge themselves, but ultimately want to be themselves. And, yeah. you know, me and you are both wearing hats and T-shirts and that's kind of our vibe. I'm, and that's what I wear to work as well. Um, thank you, Scott Dunstan, for allowing that. I'm I'm desperate to like when I walk into the room, it's funny. I send my I have a couple of friends that the running joke is like, you you're the only one in the room with a hat. Yeah, like because I'll suit up. Like I love the look of like I have a, a really nice uh, uh, new new era the the kind of denim hat that looks sharp with one of my suits. I love rocking it in like a real like hyper dressed up environment, and I'm always that. And it looks sharp. Yep. And I'm gonna own it. 
I mean, go. think about it. Like you look at the it. NBA draft. Everybody's wearing. They're talking about drip this, drip that. Everybody's dripping. And the reality is, is that they're just being themselves. And I think more people are doing that. You mentioned personal brand to professional brand. It's never been more intertwined than it is now. And the reality is, is back in the day, it was like I don't mix personal with professional. Well, guess what? Those days are over. It's over. And you got to wake up and be who you are on a daily basis, both professionally and personally. And that's really the best way to live a fulfilling life. Be happy with your life. Do great things. Um, so Garrett, man, we are so happy that you came on our podcast. Yeah. Uh, we will keep you up to date. But if people do want to get in touch with you, give us a quick plug on the best way to, to reach out to you if they can find information about the space or they want to get in touch with you with speaking, podcast, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Garrett Tishy uh, with two R's and two T's, T-I-C-H-Y. That's me on every social platform. And then Huga, uh, H-Y-G-G-E-C-L-T on all social platforms. And we are Huga.com. We're around. You can find us. We got a weird name that nobody else else has. So you'll get us. I love it. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast. If you're listening to this, we would love for you to uh, to like this and share this with your team. Garrett, best of luck in the future. We're so excited to, to hear about what's next and uh, I can't wait to follow the journey. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, Garrett. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.